Coming up on today's episode of Real Talk Rentals, we're going to talk writing the perfect lease, everything that needs to go into it, and why you need to make sure you have one. Welcome back to Real Talk Rentals, a podcast brought to you by OnQ Property Management. We're going to give you all the behind the scenes of everything that goes into owning an investment property. I'm Ben, I'm your host, and with me as always, Mr. Eric Dixon, the uh, go-to expert on property management and real estate. Today, we're going to dig into leasing. We talked in the past a bit about finding a tenant and all the different things, but we're going to get into the nitty gritty of the actual document today. What goes into a lease, what's important, what's not important. Um, so Eric, I'm going to start this off with really high level question here. What is a rental lease? We kind of take for granted that I think everyone, we all know what it is, but what is it? Yeah. So the, uh, and I, I thought I knew kind of what my definition was. I was like, oh, it's a contract between the tenant and the owner or the landlord, right? Yeah. Which is correct. But uh, looking it up, and actually this is more the legal definition that I, uh, that I looked up. So this is a better answer to your question. A lease transfers the owner's rights to exclusive possession and the use of the property to the tenant for an agreed upon period of time. And so it is, it's a legal contract. Um, it is between the landlord and the tenant, which uh, some of our owners, even in clients, they're, they're maybe even surprised. They're like, wait, I hired your management company to do this. Isn't the lease between you and the tenant? And then the owner's agreement that we sign is between us and you. And it's like, no, 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 we, we facilitate and represent the landlord. Yeah. You still but, own the house. But you still own the house. You know, the contract goes between the landlord and the tenant. Um, furthermore, we deal with it all the time too, where we're helping clients buy and sell properties that are rented. Sure. And these contracts stay with the property. And so it's one it's one more thing to know that yes, it's a legally binding contract. The owner's rights for possession are the tenants, but it stays with the property. So if I buy Ben's property that's occupied by a tenant, I, I have to abide by that contract, that lease right. on the house. We see that all the time where we'll take over, you know, somebody's, you know, had a different property management company and then they switch to us and it's like, yeah. they're like, oh yeah, let's, uh, let's get on your rules. And it's like, no, they, they signed a legal document. Yeah. <laughs> that's good for a year. You can't just say, yeah. And you have, uh, to, you have to kind of inherit and yeah. uh, abide by those rules. Like you said. Yeah. Um, one of the things I think that's like super important in that what you just read was the the exclusive possession and use of the property. And yeah. it's like you really have to understand when you're leasing your house to someone, it's it's not your house anymore. Yeah. For the duration of the lease, at least. Yeah. And it, there, there even have been examples, right, where we're talking to clients about maybe an issue that comes up and they're like, you know, it's my house. I can show up whenever I want. It's like, well, actually it's not, you know, you gave <laughs> up kind of, you gave up some of these occupancy rights and, and yeah, it's and your so property. Forth. You yeah. might own it as an investment, but you don't live there. Absolutely. So, and, and the tenant, it goes both ways, right? You know, the tenant by getting these rights and they also have responsibilities, they're held to a different standard than if, if they didn't sign a lease, you know? So sure. the, the lease it is, it protects both sides. It's not just there to protect the landlord and it's certainly not just there to protect the tenant. Um, and so the, uh, you know, it is essential. We'll even have questions about, um, you know, Hey, I want to hire your management company, but will you use my lease? And, and we, we always use our lease, but it's not because ours is necessarily better or worse or indifferent. It's just that 
it hits all the bullet points that over years and years and years and years, we've been able to compile all those things and, and make it so it, it yeah. protects both parties really well. And, and nothing in it then catches us by surprise. Yeah. Where exactly. someone says like, "Oh no, I told them they could dig their own pool in the backyard." And hey, it's I, like, I've had that done La- yeah. like two years ago. Yeah, my tenant, uh, one of our maintenance techs, went in the house and he calls it. He Facetimes me. It's Coley shouting you out on the pod, um, and he's like, "Hey, dude, did you know that your tenants are digging a pond in your backyard?" Wait, are you being serious? No, that's really serious. Are? Yeah, no, this is like <laughs> three miles north of here, uh, and so he's like, "No, dude, they're like." tweaking out and digging a pond and she's like and then the tenant's like no no no, no we're digging a pool oh and that's like, fine then yeah it's like okay <laughs> and it's like Cully, whatever dude it's probably just like a kiddie pool like yeah underground or whatever he sends pictures dude and it's like six feet deep a they're like pool. they're ready to put tarps in and just fill it with water and I'm like, oh, geez. So anyway, yeah, it's funny that you said that because I'm like, no, 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 that yeah. happened. Not, not only to one of our clients, but to me. To you. Yeah. To you. All right. All right. Um, real quick, what are the uh, different kinds of leases? So like I know here at OnQ, we typically do a one year or two year, depending yeah. on the thing. But there's other kinds that that exist, obviously. Yeah. yeah. And so the duration typically, and this is pretty standard, at least in Arizona, um, is a year minimum. So if you're okay. looking online, like, Hey, it's a 12 month plus lease. Will the owners consider less maybe, but you got to call and say, Hey, could I do it for six months? We have a lot of these like, Hey, my house flooded. The contractors are going to be rebuilding it for six months. You know, so I just need a six month rental or I'm waiting for a house to be built for six to nine to 12 months. Can we do right. six months and then month to month? You know, so there are scenarios, but usually it's six to 12 months or more. And then there's the other style of lease. That's really your kind of vacation rental. It's okay. less than 30 days, um, which gets super interesting because you think about it. And just as we were preparing this, a thought came to mind that I'm like vacation rentals through like Airbnb, VRBO, maybe a self-managed, you know, um, uh, vacation rental furnished property, they don't do background checks. You know, you go to like the Marriott or Motel 6. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You could be a criminal. You could be whatever. And you're just like, no, I just signed up for three nights and I, I'm staying right next door to you. That yeah. You have no idea what their background is. No idea. At least if you're staying in like a reputable apartment complex, you know that there's minimum standards, right? Sure. Criminal history, sex offenders, you know, that sort of stuff. Not a serial killer living S- next to you in theory. Super interesting. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Next time I'm at a hotel, I'm just like, dude, no one did background checks. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, and I guess that's the nature of the beast, right? But also realize you didn't sign a lease either. You know, yeah. so you, you're doing day to day or week to week occupancy and there's different laws that protect you and protect the hotel or motel or, or vacation rental. In fact, um, it is getting to where it, it's kind of getting out of control where instead of signing a 12 month lease, because I don't want to do background checks and hold you to that, that standard, I'll just say, Hey, let's just do week to week for a year or something. That's insane. And, and, uh, so the city of Mesa actually, um, starting February 1st, was that yesterday? Yeah. Uh, you know, this month, I guess it doesn't go live, dude. We're recording this in February. Yeah. When, yeah. When does Nobody it? Knows. Anyway, fe- <laughs> February, City of Mesa is starting to charge for registering your vacation rental because they want to know where the occupants are that yeah. don't have background checks, don't have credit checks, staying night to night, week to week, and you have to register for 250 bucks yeah. a year. 
And then uh, I think it's the fines are like 200 bucks, 500 bucks, a thousand bucks. Yeah. It just gets crazy. So my, uh, the HOA in the na- neighborhood I live in started doing that. Oh yeah. Because there's so many people, especially right now, not to date this episode even more, but the Super Bowl is oh, yeah. here in Arizona. Oh yeah, dude. In a couple of weeks. So everybody is like, how much can I Airbnb my yeah. home for? My, my, house, is, my house is an hour and a half away, but I could still get yeah. four grand for the week. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, everybody is like clearing out. No, it's crazy. Yeah. I, I went off on a big tangent, but the biggest, to answer your question, the different types of leases, it's kind of your long-term vacant unfurnished rental. That's what your third-party property managers like us do the most. Um, six to 12 month minimums. And then, you know, as you're renewing them, you'll do a year or two at a time. Yeah. Um, or there's the furnished short term that's more hotel style, Airbnb style. Sure. Know, that they, you don't actually sign sign a lease, but you're agreeing to terms. Right. Of your, of I've your heard stay. the term uh, rental agreement used yeah. with that a lot. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of like, like lease for the longer than 30 days and rental agreement yeah. for less than 30 days. Kind of like renting a car, you know, yep. or, or versus leasing a car, leasing a car yep. right? Where exactly. it's yours for all intents and purposes. Yep. Okay, so next question. Um, one of the most common things I see is, what is the cost of a lease? And I mean that in the sense of, there's a fee associated a lot of times and to execute a lease uh, for someone involved to put it together and have it signed. So yep. what are the costs involved? Why is there that fee associated with it generally when you sign with the property management? Yeah, so the... and. I kind of, maybe we'll just go how we do it and not saying the amounts, but kind of just the structure. We kind of separated into two different uh, activities and both of these activities require licensed, at least in Arizona, you don't have to be a licensed um, real estate agent. We separate it between marketing and then leasing it out. So marketing covers everything from the day you put the lockbox on the key, and then you get the, uh, the pictures, the 3d tour mapped out the, um, marketing it on all the websites and those, right. you know, the cost for that advertising and then generating the applicant or the, the leads and applicant to actually apply online. Then once they have applied online, it kind of shifts over to the leasing team and they'll actually scrub the, the applicants and do the criminal background checks, credit checks, eviction history, landlord history, sex offender check, you know, debt to income ratios and all of that stuff, landlord history, um, whether it's a management company or a, or a self-managing landlord, you know, so they gather all that stuff sure, and then they'll present it to the property managers and the property managers will work with the owners to approve or to decline the application. And so the cost involved is really the marketing upfront is one flat fee. And then the leasing fee is a commission or a, a leasing fee. Right. And so there are so many hands, you know, touching yeah. it that once you boil down, like, Hey, these are all the things we do. You go to the house, how many times, um, and you're doing all the background checks. You're not charging the owner to run the applications. You're not charging them for the daily rate. We pay Zillow or Trulia or rent.com or whatever. It's kind of just all encapsulated in there. Sure. And then they're like, Oh man, that would cost me more just to do myself, right? <laughs> you know, to hire an attorney just to write the lease, you know? And so the, the leasing team takes it all through there where they'll get the holding deposit, they'll get the lease, they'll get the move-in funds, they'll facilitate the move-in inspection, they'll do all of that stuff. Yeah. I think what a lot of people don't realize too is, um, you know, you from the outside, you'd make an assumption, well, they're just filling out this document online and then, you know, a bot runs it through a system and then yeah. picks the highest scoring <laughs> one. But there is a person that has to actually, yeah. you know, look at the driver's license photo and then look at the headshot they submit and make sure, okay, is yep. this the person applying? Someone who has to look through the things and say yep. like, oh, you know, actually 
this isn't an issue, you know, this whatever incident that happened years ago or yeah. whatever. So having those human eyes on it, you know, it, it, it makes a big difference. And I think that's a big part of, you know, what people don't realize is happening. Yep. And property management is interesting, whether you're self-managing or, or again, you have a management company, it's in that you're in the service industry. You don't think that everyone thinks, oh, you're just in real estate. Sure. Whatever. No, it's a, it's a very high touch service industry. So yeah. think of all the other services you do. It's like pest control or pool service. Could you self do your pool? Could you, or, you know, self clean your pool? Could you self do your, you could even your self pest dig control? your pool if you yeah. want. <laughs> you could self dig it and self whatever, uh, uh, service it your lawn maintenance, all of those things you could do yourself, get your lawnmower, get your pool cleaning stuff, learn how to do the chemicals. But yeah. every one of those services, you have to justify what's the value and the cost and property management's exactly the same. Technically, could you do it all by yourself? Absolutely. We did, yeah. we did a whole episode on it, you know, yeah. a week or two ago, but you, the, the risk, the time, the effort, the, you're just like, dude, it's not worth it. You yeah. know what? Most of the time. So, um, it, it actually, I love it when uh, our onboarding or sales department, they bring on owners and then we hear back, they fill out the onboarding survey and they're just like, dude, I should have done this eight years ago. Yeah. I should have done this a decade ago, you know, or I should have done this two months ago when yeah. I tried to do it myself. Right. Um, so all, all of that's kind of encapsulated in that, that leasing fee. A lot of companies, as you're looking through your options, they could call it a leasing commission, a leasing fee. They could, um, some of them it's percentage based and some are flat fee. So you want sure. to see like your higher your rent is, those percentage based ones are going to get pricey. You know, yeah, the, some of them are taking like a whole month's rent. Yeah, they're like one hundred percent rent. And you're like, oh, that's not that bad if your rent's six hundred bucks. Yeah. So what happens when your rent's three grand? <laughs> yeah. You know? And it's like for us, we offer the same level of leasing and property management service, whether you're six hundred dollars a month studio or you're an eight thousand dollar a month you know, Paradise Valley mansion, you know? Yeah. So either way, it's going to be the same cost, you know, to lease those, um, depending on where you are, you know, when we're in Arizona and Texas, where you're required to have a real estate license to do all this and to mm -hmm. negotiate price and terms, um, you know, you're part of what you're paying for is expertise too. You're right. That it's like, some people are like, Oh, this is a template. You just put that in, yeah. but they don't understand the last 10 years of you know, maneuvering through that lease and making it as robust as it is yeah. to make it plug and play took a lot of effort, you know, to get there. So you are paying for that, just like you're paying for your pool service or your landscaper. Right. They have 10 years of experience that they've been doing so good that yeah. now they're ever to offer that service to you. I, I, I think too, one advantage of using someone to do your lease that's also managing the property as opposed to like a third party service, which is fine. You can do that. But I'm really impressed by especially when I first started here, but you know, after years, I still see it is how often the leasing agents get up and walk over to a property manager and say, Hey, your property on so-and-so I have this applicant. Yeah. They said no dogs. This is a great applicant. It's got a dog. Will you run this by the owner? You know, yeah. and like how much of it is happening behind the scenes of everyone working together that, you know, otherwise an owner might've missed out on that, you yeah. know, like, really those special touches that only a person can do. Yeah. You know, no, you can't have a, a program do that. No, <clears throat> excuse me. You knocked the nail on the head. That, and that's where I was trying to get. And I totally didn't get there. Is it service-based? It's so high touch like that, that the human element is, yeah. is what makes the difference between certain property management companies. You know, some of them it's like, Hey, we don't, we, we actually have one of our competitors, um, won't name names, but 
they charge per phone call with the owner or tenant. And it's like, it's basically you just do web forms and email and texting. It's like, we don't want to get you on the phone, but for us, it's like, no, those are our, that that's what really has the human element and and the best, um, the the cohesion with our clients. Right. Yeah. Is, Is that, um, so when we're talking about the actual lease, what makes a lease work? What is the perfect lease? What does it cover? And is there a danger in putting too much in there if it's, you know, 400 pages or yeah. something of all this well, stuff? And, and we've all been there, right? Where you sign even like a DocuSign online or you sign up with a service or like DirecTV and it's like, why is this 82 pages? Yeah. Like, I just want this to my house or I just want this. So, I don't know. Sometimes you're like, maybe they make it so long just so you'll click through it. Sure. Like, Whatever. Dude. I probably owe Apple like my firstborn child and I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Because I just scroll through that. <laughs> you just scroll it until it turns green and you can press the check. Agree and go. <laughs> yep. That's it. Yeah. And so, you know, there obviously you want it to be, I wouldn't say there is a perfect lease. Um, for example, you know, as legislation changes, as the legislative cycle happens each year. Like we have to make changes with the lease just to cover right. the landlord and cover the tenant. Um, whether it's r- recently it's medicinal marijuana use, it's um, there's different bed bug things. There's pool addendums because certain pool, you know, the height and the automatic closed gates thing changes or right. So each of those things, I feel like, yeah, the perfect lease would have. And so annually or biannually, we'll look at different things to, to add to it. Um, but we'll even go back and say, man, that's so weird. This paragraph sounds horrible. And we've had it for five years. Yeah. And it, let's just change how that sounds. Let's make it make it easier. So um, one thing that that we do lean on is every metropolitan area that I know of at least has a, a realtor association. And, and the state, like in Arizona, they have the AAR lease. And right. it's a good lease. But the problem is is because we are segmented in just one part of the uh, the valley or one metro area, some stuff either doesn't apply, it's kind of a blanket lease, yeah. or we have so we'd have to have like seventeen addendums, you know, to right to yeah, capture everything. On the end. Yeah. So instead of using theirs and doing like, hey, on queue has nine addendums that we add, we kind of just combine different things, had our attorneys review it, and we feel like yeah, it's the perfect lease for us today but it's ever evolving, right? Like right. we're going through a lease review right now for this year, you know, cause it's the first quarter and we're like, you know, man, we need to change these 14 things. And it's not detrimental if we don't finish it soon, but it's like, no, that's important to get on the books, you know, here's yeah. later. Um, but if you're self-managing, say it's, you know, that's a good place to start is yeah. those, re- I mean, you can just Google and find, you yeah, know, yeah. like, yeah, I think there's Sample like, yeah, leases. even on like LegalZoom and, and different websites. Yeah. The thing is with the realtor lease, it's like, oh, well, then you have to have an agent that's willing right. to give you their lease. And there's a QR code at the bottom of every page with that agent's info. And so that agent is held to the standard. And so it's like you're, oh, ro- really? you're roping in an agent yeah. without hiring them. It's it's a weird a weird thing. Um, another reason that, that we use a proprietary lease versus kind of the blanket is for our on-queue specific perks and uh proprietary things like we have our lockers out front where people right. can use them 24 hours a day to pick up keys drop off keys pick up rent and we're the only company that has it so it'd be kind of weird to have the state issued state reviewed lease right with an addendum about on queues locker system right so, yeah you know we want to make sure and you know our different insurance requirements or whatever they are you know are, are in that lease right right everything's covered in there yeah. okay so I guess last question then, is there 
a situation where you would rent out a property long-term without a lease. I'm just thinking back personally, I, I know the first apartment I ever lived in, it was just like some guy who owned an apartment, like it was behind his yeah. house and he was like, yeah, it's this amount. Yeah. Just my hand. yeah. And that was it. <laughs> hey, you sound like me when I, when I bought my first fourplex, right? <laughs> They're like, Hey, my cousin wants to move into unit two. I'm like, Oh yeah. Uh, send them to the website. And they're like, they don't have a smartphone. Okay, yeah, cool. Well, here's some cash. I'll just put down the deposit. Sure, yeah, move in. Like, oh, dude, this is too easy. <laughs> Fine, just move in. Yeah. You know, but when you were saying that, I thought you said, is there, would you rent out without a leash? Yeah. And anyway, I got distracted. I off a yeah, leash. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, what do you mean on a leash? And then anyway, I was going in my head like, did Ben just ask me if there's a perfect leash? Is there? For, no? yeah. I don't know. <laughs> But um, we've well established that we're not dog people. Yes, we don't. Know hey, that, that's about right. That. That's yeah. right. So I would say the pros and cons of having a lease or not is there's no pros. Like yeah. you need to have at least at least a bootleg lease. Yeah. Like we we bought a property in Apache Junction like five years ago, and you know we closed or no in the due diligence period we got a copy of every lease and one of the leases was handwritten, not just handwritten, like filled out. The lease was handwritten, it was cursive, <laughs> dude. And it's like, oh, it was from 15 years ago, but I'm like, well, 15 years ago was still like 2000. Yeah, computers were still around, Yeah, right? okay. But dude, it was handwritten and I asked the seller and she's like, well, I just put the terms that I thought would be important and I wanted something. Like I wanted something that I could- And that's probably and better. It, it yeah. had the start date, it had the end date, it had the amount, it had the tax, it had the deposit. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, this is a relic you know, yeah. and, uh, we just renewed it. You know, we did our own lease as a renewal and the tenant was like, I haven't paid online or done DocuSign or any of that before. Yeah. Like, this is crazy. So anyway, there, there are still leases in the wild, wild west, Right. but the pro, but the good thing is the seller did something. So it'd be better to do a bootleg handwritten lease than it would sure. be to do a verbal agreement. A he said, she said type thing. Um, and then, you know, the, so there's no pros. The cons are, I mean, there's a huge list, right? Of yeah. Just, just the liability. I personally, from experience, would not put anybody in the house without a background check, a credit check, their application on file, even if it's a family member. And it's like the family member may say, why do I have to apply? I said, it's for your protection, you know? Yeah. And like for us, we report good credit. So like if you're for on-time payments. Right. So it's like, hey, you got to apply. Hey, the good news is, Worst case scenario, you pay on time every month and your credit score is going to go up. Yeah. And, you know, I, I would just do it. You know, there's there's so many issues. We have had to evict sons and daughters of clients. We've had to evict brothers, yeah. parent through the eviction process because there becomes there, there was never anything in writing. It was all verbal month to month. Payment stops. They let it go on for a year. Yeah. And the only way out is to hire an attorney to evict your immediate family. And it's all because there wasn't a document in place, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. um, so I, I would do that. And the, the only places I would, again, I, I'm just thinking about how wild hotels are. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't want to get stuck on that. Like, uh. I'm just like, dude, there's no background checks. Yeah. And we, we just let our kids run down the hall at the Marriott. Or yeah. And, and it's like, you have no idea who was there. Dude, it freaks me out. I, I never want to go in one again. <laughs> well, on that note, um, <laughs> I think we pretty much covered everything that goes into a good lease and we're going to wrap it up then. So we'll catch you guys next time. Be sure to follow the podcast and leave us five stars wherever you're listening. It really helps out and we'll see you guys next time.